Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make the journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. Welcome to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's about the food and more than the food. It's about individual health and the health of organizations. I'm Lisa Baker, and my vision is a world in which individuals and organizations can be well while doing good. My mission is to give these organizations and individuals the programs, resources, and practices to get there. On this podcast, we'll talk about the food we put in our mouths and everything else that nourishes us or doesn't, with special attention to the opportunities to get healthy for those burning out in mission-driven work. Season one focused mostly on the food we put in our mouths and a few other parts of our lives that can affect our relationship with food. Season two focused on conversations with women experiencing burnout in mission-driven work, conventional and alternative practitioners who support them, and others whose lives intersect with them and their organizations. Please visit the podcast homepage to check out previous episodes. Season three will be a mix of solo episodes and interviews with guests, all focused on finding our way out of burnout and back to health after more than 18 months of the pandemic. Let's get started. Are you curious about what it's like to meal plan and prep for the week? Come into my virtual kitchen and follow along. This episode is brought to you by my all-new Kitchen Sessions program, although it's not really new. I've been teaching cooking classes for more than a dozen years. Since the pandemic started, I've stopped inviting people into my home for classes, and now I'm finally taking my classes 100% virtual. And yes, they're still completely interactive. When you purchase tickets via Eventbrite, you'll get the link to that session's recipes. So if you want to cook along with me, you can. Sessions are freestanding, or you can take them in series. Replays are available, and it's always more fun in person, even if that's virtually in person. Follow me on eventbrite.com so you never miss a kitchen session. That link is in the show notes. I've also put the link to the December 5th event in the show notes. See you in the kitchen. Hello, I'm here today with Janine Queenan, who is a travel wizard. Five years ago, Janine combined her love of travel with her gift for planning and created Storied Adventures to help busy people plan trips of a lifetime to celebrate life's greatest milestones. Janine always takes a personalized approach to meticulously arranging your vacation, whether you're celebrating a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or are simply tired of waiting for someday, she makes sure your trip is, is exceptional and exceeds your expectations every single time. Mom to a brand new college student and a high school junior, Janine loves to travel with her family and has visited, get this, 29 countries so far. Janine would love to help you get back out into the world because she believes that every great story starts with an adventure. So welcome, Janine. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love, I love being here. Yes. And so tell me, how many countries are there now? Because I know when I was growing up, there oh my were gosh. Some, when I was growing up, I think it was ridiculous. It was like 72. And now, you know, after the Soviet bloc broke mm -hmm. up and there's oh my like gosh. hundreds. Yes. I don't know if it's not hundreds. I, I, I wish I had known. I would have Googled it before I came I on. So I feel like it's, it's more than 100. 
but yeah, not 29 is certainly impressive no matter what that number is right, right. <laughs> thank you yes yes and i look forward to as soon as we can you know adding yes. more to my list adding more definitely so i warned you my first question is always the same we need to get to know you a little bit better so in my work as a health coach we talk about our food and lifestyle choices as kale or kryptonite uh so tell us what's your kale what's the one thing that you try to do every day because you know this one small thing has a really outsized impact on your health yes more than anything i always move every single day whether it's something as simple as walking my dog or a full-on uh, peloton ride or yoga or something like that and i've done that forever as long as i can remember because now it's so such a part of my life that i miss it so I do have to get out, get some fresh air, get some sunshine and just detach from my computer day to day. Mm, I love that. Yeah. And it, it is amazing. Once it becomes a habit, you do, you do start missing it. You think, you think, oh, I have to develop this new habit. Once you've developed it, it's like, oh, how did I not do this? Exactly. <laughs> and actually, I'm, I'm glad to hear you say that moving is, is your kale, because I've, I've realized that a lot of times we we go on vacation and it's just like, all bets are off. Like we don't have to work out. We can eat whatever we want. I'm like, oh no, no, no. You can keep all those good habits when you're traveling. <laughs> yes. And I find that I feel better when I move too, when I'm, yes. because you do want to have those special meals and those yeah. treats. So it's finding that balance when you're not at home. Yeah, exactly. And bring a little piece of home with you. So how about your kryptonite? What's the one thing that you know is not good for you? And sometimes it sneaks in. I, I like sweets. And I find that I get that afternoon dip that a lot of people get, you know, three o'clock and maybe I'll grab a cookie or a cup of coffee, which it might, it might not be kryptonite to a lot of people, but that ends up, I am staying up till midnight if I have a cup of coffee at three. So yes. I'll say sweets though. Yes. Oh, the whole coffee thing though. I tell you, it used to be like, I could have coffee with dinner, no problem. <laughs> And then, you know, I got into my late thirties. It was like, okay, no coffee after three. And then no, no coffee after noon. And now it's like no coffee after nine. <laughs> right, right. I could drink coffee between 7am and 8.30am. And that's it. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> right. I actually heard a podcast. Um, oh, what was the name? It was a uh, menopause natural solutions. And the, there was a, a um, statistic in there says that, um, our livers lose 1% of function for every year after 40. And I'm like, oh, no wonder. No wonder. Like the coffee, the wine. It's amazing how like never used to affect me. And now woof, one cup of coffee or one glass of wine, ugh, it's over. <laughs> that is so interesting because I was thinking that recently in terms of, you know, even having a glass of wine with dinner the next day, I'll have a headache. I'm, yes. I'm like, what is going on? Well, menopause, the gift that keeps on giving, right? <laughs> keeps on giving. <laughs> exactly. Although I always tell people, I'm like, you know, it's so much better on the other side. <laughs> like, yeah, it kind of sucks getting there, but once you're there, it's great. It's beautiful, right? Yeah. So back to you. Tell us about how you became a travel wizard and what it is you do exactly. So when I was a kid, we never traveled. I mean, it was probably very common for the 1970s, 1980s, my family never went anywhere. And I got my first passport after I finished college at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. And I went backpacking with a friend. And I remember so, I remember this so vividly, walking up the stairs to Piccadilly Circus, it was nighttime. And if you've been to Piccadilly Circus, you know, it's all the neon lights. I gasped. I just thought to myself, this is it. I want to do this forever and ever. Well, I didn't. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I got a, I got a nine to five desk job, all the things, had a family. And when my kids were um, probably late elementary, early middle school, I said to myself, I would like a job. I'd like my own business that gives me flexibility um, and allows me to spend the time with them and have the quality time, go to the games, do all the things and combines my love of travel. So how do I do that? I did not even know this was a real job still. I just started to Google. And of course, because Facebook listens to everything we do, I started getting ads about becoming a travel advisor. It's kind of funny. But through that, I found a training course and all the things. And now almost five and a half years later, here I am. And I call myself a travel wizard because I really, I'm so about storytelling and I feel that travel adds just chapters to your life. And you think about the one thing everyone loves to do is travel. And if somebody asks you a question, say at a networking meeting, what was the greatest thing you did last year? You'll probably tell them about your trip <laughs> because That's I really so do believe that every great story starts with an adventure. And I hope that what I do helps people find that adventure and really live their dreams. Because I know people get nervous about doing that really out of the box thing that you've been dreaming about your whole life. But with me as your guide, I can get you there. And then together we can make it happen. And that will be your trip of a lifetime. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And one thing I have to laugh about the, the whole Facebook ad thing, because I keep thinking how how ironic it is that, you know, people are, are worried about being tracked by the government. And yet at the same time, like, especially, you know, like right now with the, with the vaccine and stuff, all these rumors about, oh, they're tracking you. It's like, do you go on Facebook? Do you go on right. Google? Do you shop at Amazon? Like, do you know that they're tracking you? <laughs> do you have an Alexa? Do you leave your oh, phone? Terrifying. Do you leave your phone on? Do you, I mean, all the things like we'll hang up from this call and oh, I love getting ads about something we're talking about. Yes, I have no doubt. I know. It's terrifying. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm sure that in your work, you work with a lot of women and I, I feel like maybe, and we can talk about trends in travel later, but I, I think perhaps it's true that more women are traveling and more women are traveling solo now than, than used to happen. True. And so I'm wondering, you know, do you find a lot of women coming to you who are really burning out? Like this travel is something that they're, they're doing to, to help themselves with the stress and, and burnout that they're experiencing. You know, you know, what's so funny. So women plan travel more that is primarily in a family. You but mean if like they, we ask for directions too? <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> but, and that's who will come to me to start the family trip. So if a woman comes to me and they're planning a trip for their family, they want the best things. They want the best quality. They want to make sure it's really special for everyone. If I have a woman come alone, oh, well, I, you know, that's, I, I shouldn't, that's too much to spend. That's all the things. It's really funny to see because women, I find always want to do for others. Yeah. And because of that, when it comes to spending for themselves or planning for themselves, no, no, it's okay. I don't need that. <laughs> Right? And you have brought up one of the dirty words in my vocabulary. Should is that dirty word that starts with SH. I should this, I shouldn't that. Mm -hmm. like, stop already. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I do see women, women are starting, not just starting, women have been traveling alone, traveling solo for a really long time. Um, but I do find, I come across women who are in midlife and have the money, have the time, but don't have a travel partner for whatever reason. And then are too fearful to do it. 
So one of the things I like to do, because I, I believe they deserve, they deserve the trip that they dream of. They deserve to relax. They deserve to all that hard work of their life. They deserve it. So to find a way for them to do it, to make them comfortable. And you know what? They go, they're recharged, they're renewed, they're ready. Maybe they'll, they'll go on a trip that's really physically taxing or really does a lot of internal work. And they come back saying, well, maybe everything that I'm doing now isn't exactly right for me. And I find a new way, or maybe I'll jettison some of the poison people or things like that. And I think that travel can do that because it takes you outside of your day to day and allows you to kind of look at it as an outsider and say, hmm, maybe this isn't, isn't working for me like I thought it was. I love that. That's like travel as health coach. I mean, this is right. exactly, this is exactly what I try to get people to do, which is take a step back from your everyday life and figure out like what's serving you, what isn't serving you. And you're right. right. I think maybe just removing ourselves from our everyday existence is one of the best ways to do that because then you can really look back at it. <laughs> Fascinating. Absolutely. You don't have the, the normal day-to-day -day push and pull of your life. Yeah. So you can really just focus on being present in, in, and in whatever experience is happening at the time. Right. Oh, that's another big thing. Yeah. Just be in the present, be in the present. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you're, if you're lost walking through Rome, you are definitely in the present, <laughs> right? But that's part of the beauty of it though. That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Right? Oh. Although I won't ever let any, anyone get lost. Oh, good. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and now how can we with all those, those apps? And stuff, right, right? Right. <laughs> so what about being a travel wizard and a woman really astonishes and excites you? So I love having my own business. I do. Um, so it's, it is amazing to think that there's, there are opportunities everywhere and, um, you know, women aren't always told that you can do something. You're saying that the should, but also can I, you have the self doubt, you don't feel confident enough. Like, who am I, who am I to tell you where to go and what to do type of thing. So over the years in, in also the network that I've built in the industry, it's one, it really is. A, an amazingly warm and giving industry. Um, and my colleagues, it's just, it's been such an eye opener to be, and it's mostly predominantly women, travel advisors is probably mm. at least 95%, um, that how caring and giving, it's, it's really lovely to work in an industry that people are willing to share and help each other. So I just really am astonished by that. Mm. That's beautiful. And it, it really, it, it just strikes me. I, I never thought about our work being at all similar, you know, <laughs> but yeah, same thing I find in the coaching industry, which is, is health coaching in particular is predominantly women. The spirit of, you know, if we collaborate, it's so much better for everyone than if we try to compete. Absolutely. That, that whole spirit of like, there is plenty of business out there. And why don't we just all talk to each other and figure out what what, what's your specialty? Because I have somebody who needs this, but it's not a really good fit for me. And it's just stunning how much collaboration comes from a community of women. It, it's just really, it is amazing. amazing. Well, and, you know, and then thought about that travel, travel advisors really do tend to be women, don't they? They do. I mean, there are men, there are men, yeah, wonderful are, men in the industry too, what it is, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a nice way to enter the industry. And I don't know why it is. It always falls back on that, on, on women to do it, but over the course of the disease that shall not be named of the 18 months, <laughs> it really struck me 
because my industry in particular was was very hard hit and still is is floundering somewhat um how much we all leaned on each other to get yes. through it and to find ways you know ways to make money ways to to stay top of mind to continue marketing to try something new learn something new it really it was a very difficult time but also a really a, a nice time a lot of silver linings Mm, that's beautiful. And and the flip side, what about being a travel wizard and a woman really disturbs and challenges you? So I don't know. I mean, when you have your own business, it's it's hard. <laughs> so you do have to hustle. It's a lot of it. You know, it's funny. It's like you think, oh, wouldn't that be great? I tell people it is a great industry, but bottom line is sales because you have to get customers and bring it in. And it's hard. It's a lot of work and it's you. So you have to be confident. You have to kind of get, break out of those things, the, the mental barriers you have in terms of, I'm not qualified. I don't, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about, whatever it is, and then break through that to meet the people, to bring in new clients and to, to form that relationship with the client. Because you think about it, it really is a big ticket item. And people will need to know me and like me and trust me, all the things that they talk about. Um, and I really try hard to do that. So, I, you know, it, it's not a bad thing. It's just, it is a challenging piece a challenge, of the, yeah. the business. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So let's talk about what's happening in travel right now, especially with the, the illness, the, the disease that shall not be named. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, I'm sure people have been following the news. It's, you know, day to day changes. You have to look at each country, uh, the state of Hawaii, the state of Alaska, things like that. Things are changing rapidly. And if you do have plans this fall and you're not working with a travel advisor, not to toot our horn, but one of the things that I have been doing and I do have clients, I am on it and making sure that they have every form, every test, everything that they need to leave and to come home. <laughs> Because oh. people might remember that you do have to uh, have a negative COVID test within three days to return to the United States. So I'm sure you have international people too listening. But um, so that's one of the reasons to use a travel advisor right now. But the most important thing, if you're planning to travel, keep an eye on the day-to-day -day changes about how you can travel, what documents you need, et cetera. And also, if you're concerned, watch what's happening in terms of the uh, the infect, uh, infection rate and things like that, because it's really varies across the country. So I predict there'll still be a lot of domestic travel next year, um, but Europe is still willing to have us. Um, Spain changed their entry requirements, but you're going to find, I think what you're going to find people who are not vaccinated are not welcome. Yeah. Um, or it will be much more difficult or you'll have to quarantine. So that is really yeah. what's happening in the industry right now. Mm. Yeah. And I have some personal experience with that because my husband lives and works in Hong Kong. And so he came home this summer for a month to help the kids move to their schools and, you know, spend some time at home. And when he booked his trip, uh, his, his quarantine upon returning to Hong Kong was seven days. And Hong Kong, it's like whether you're vaccinated or not, you you take a test at the airport and if you're negative, you go to a quarantine hotel. And it was seven days. And while he was here, Delta flared and they put it up to 21 days. Oh, wow. And of course he had to figure out, like he had a hotel booked for seven days, but guess what? That hotel didn't have a room for 21 mm -hmm. days. 
So, you know, his staff in Hong Kong had to like scramble to find a hotel that actually had a room for 21 days because you can't move hotels once. Right. 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 Yeah. It would be so, especially if you're traveling to more than one place, it would be so nice to just put all that on somebody else. Like, please Mm -hmm. figure this out for me. Right. You know, and that's an important reminder too. So if, if you are traveling and you test negative before you come back to the United States, you do have to stay. So you have to think about that in terms of there, there is travel insurance that will cover that, but do you have the means to have an extended stay if you need to? So that's and, important, and to important have medical to remember. care elsewhere. Right. right. If you're testing exactly. positive and you are not asymptomatic, mm-hmm. you've got a big problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there is travel insurance that covers that now, but it's also important to check your own insurance, I would imagine. Right. Health insurance. Yeah. So tell us what's going on around health and wellness trends in travel, because, you know, I, I work with people who are burned out and, you know, if travel is on their radar as like, I just need to go somewhere else or I'm going to keep working. <laughs> right, right. What are the trends in health and wellness travel? So a lot of hotels and um, travel suppliers, they really are looking at health, wellness, sustainability, uh, being more eco-friendly having more of um, a whole experience. So you can, the, what's, what, I, what I found interesting when I started working in travel is if you can dream it, you can almost certainly do it. It really is amazing to me. So it depends on what your level, if you're looking for a um, experience, again, like doing inner work, a lot of yoga, a lot of meditation by the ocean, you can have that. But if you want to challenge yourself and, and say climb Mount Kilimanjaro, that's available too. So it really runs the gamut, um, you know, with healthy food, healthy, you know, lifestyle, exercise. You can, there are places you can go where you can have a coach or a, a medical person, you know, evaluate your health and um, put together a nutrition plan. Like there's really, it, it really runs the gamut. You can, wow. you can get almost anything that you need. Yeah. Yeah. A few years ago, I was really intrigued by um, the agritourism idea, you know, go, go to Europe somewhere in Europe and, and spend, you know, a week on a farm and actually work there and, and eat off the land and stuff like that. And it's still something that I think about doing once, once travel is much freer again, but yeah, it's good to hear that that's a thing. And also the sustainability thing. I, I, I remember reading that, you know, there, this is a, this is definitely a trend now that people are looking for a sustainable experience because some of the travel, not so sustainable. No. And I think what a lot of people, the industry, myself included, are hoping happens that this pause gives us the opportunity to look at what wasn't working. Like you have some areas of the world that are, that have, they have so many tourists come in that it's damage, damaging yep. the natural world. That's damaging, you know, Venice and Iceland and there are other places. And of course, Antarctica has become a hugely popular destination. And mm-hmm. think about how concerning that is. Yep. If people are not doing it sustainably and doing it well, and, you know, really trying to protect that natural world, I mean, that, that could be a problem. So they have started, like, for example, the big cruise ships can't go into, uh, they used to be able to travel right through Venice and you could go right into uh, like the Harbor and now you can't, right? Mm-hmm. So only smaller ships, which is a nice change. Yeah. So I think you'll start to see that in different ways. Um, and some, but some uh, uh, eco uh, safari lodges and things like that are all, it, they're so about sustainability. It really would be a nice experience, experience that that's a priority for someone. Yeah, mm, I love that. 
So you have a travel guide that people can access and I want you to tell us about what's in it. So I love the idea of thinking about travel sort of two, five, 10 years. So I'm in midlife and what do I want to do between now and to, to the time that maybe I won't be able to travel anymore? So I put this guide together because I think it's important to think about travel, not just where you're going, but why and what you'd like to do. So I've come up with this guide and there's a lot of ideas and pictures and quotes and fun things like that, but also prompts to help you think about, do you have a really big occasion coming up? What do you love to do? Do you have any special interests? And then once you come up with that, finding the best place to do it. So just for an example, say you love to scuba dive. You'd say, where can I scuba dive the best places? And then that's how you plan your trip rather than saying, oh, I'm gonna go to the Caribbean and find a place to scuba dive. Do you know what I mean? Mm, yeah, so turning it around. Turning it around, which I find is nice. And then coming up with a two, five, 10 year plan because it really does take planning. And if, I don't know, um, I don't know if all your uh, clients are, are midlife, but you do have kind of these go-go, slow-go and no-go years that you have to think about. And say a big safari is your top, top thing. You probably want to plan that earlier on, right? Because you have the energy, you physically more able and you have the money, right? And so, the kids are gone. <laughs> right, and the kids are gone. <laughs> So or the kids are old enough to go along. <laughs> right, exactly. So that's so that's what the guy does. It just start, sort of gets you thinking about it a little bit differently um, mm -hmm. and then putting together a plan. Yeah. So maybe you get to do them all, or maybe you don't, but you know, you get to really prioritize. Yeah. So when things are said and done, you have done the things that you have always dreamt of doing. Mm, that's beautiful. It's sort of like goal setting around travel rather than just flying by the seat of your pants and like, oh, exactly. we've got two weeks. Where are we going to go? What are we going right. to do? <laughs> exactly. I just, you know, I, I feel like it, we should all be more intentional. Yeah. Not that we don't want, sometimes just want to be sitting on a beach drinking a pina colada. That's right. totally fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm totally down with that. But at the same time, being more intentional in terms of, because we all have limited time, we have limited funds, you know, who knows where we are physically, um, really just sort of thinking that through. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. And, and I really love the, the idea that you can really think about it as I'm going to take myself out of my everyday very intentionally. And just the idea that, you know, you could do health and wellness travel so that when you're not in your home mode, you actually realize like, oh, this doesn't have to be so difficult. Like I can eat well and I can, I can exercise even when I'm on vacation. And then hopefully you come home and some of that sticks. Right. 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 And you know, what's nice yeah. too. You, you can try something new that maybe no one in your life has any interest in trying, you know, you could golf, you can, Oh, whatever it is, you can bike ride on vacation. You can try that to see if it fits. Yeah. You know, Rather and then maybe that becomes to all right. the equipment and realizing like, Nope, that's not, no, it's not for me. Or yeah. you love it and you come home and that's your new, the new yeah. thing. Oh, that's so cool. Excellent. Well, if anybody would like to learn more about your work or connect with you, how can they find you? Oh, thanks. So um, you can go to my website, which is www.storiedadventures.com. Also, Facebook is Storied Adventures. I'm happy to link up with people on LinkedIn, and that's under Janine Queenan. Um, I also have a Facebook group for Gen X and baby boomer women who love to travel, and that is called Women with Wanderlust Tribe. 
Hmm. Okay. Women with Mondulous Tribe. Perfect. Okay. Well, I will link all of those up in the show notes. And thank you so much for being here. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. I love being here. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker, LLC, neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments, and let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe the podcast in your listening app so you never missed an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you're interested in advertising on the podcast, send me an email or voice message. And if you'd like to know more about my work, please visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the links are in the show notes.